And we're back into ah. it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> this is a professional type shit. Welcome to No Lies Detected. I'm Megan Tonjes. I'm Michelle Moore. It's a podcast where we talk about the truths you need to know and the lies you tell yourself. Um, if you want to get advice, you can email us at noliesdetected at gmail.com. You can also send us a voice note um, either directly through the Anchor app, which it is a minute or less. And we do love that little like countdown. Nee, nee. I was beep, listening to that the other day. Beep. Beep. And just you getting excited Beep. as you heard it, like, wait, what is that? Is that you new? Know I it love it. Like, it sounds like um, you ever played Mario Kart. <laughs> Why is Mario Kart coming up repeatedly every time <laughs> in the beginning? It when does you're sound playing. like that. Yeah. And then you on the third one, you try to hit the button so you can get that extra yeah. gas. I remember that shit. Oh man. Oh, Nintendo children. Oh. Um, I don't remember what I said, but I hope it was everything I needed to say. Mm-hmm. Um, all the information is below. You can figure it out. Listen, we have an email. The title is "Learning to Disengage." Hello, Mama Tanjas and Miss Moore. Thank you. Your podcast has taught me how to disengage from unproductive conversations. I'm 20 years old and currently living at home with my parents. And every day I am grateful for your voices in my mind telling me to just stop, exit the area. My mother has spent my entire life verbally and emotionally abusing me and manipulating me into thinking everything is my fault. It's not really her fault either, as she has the emotional maturity of a toddler and has suffered with mental illness much of her life. Mm -hmm. However, she's called me every name in the book and continues to today. Mm -hmm. The The disengagement strategy you shared has saved me so much time and emotional distress. It's so simple, and I recommend it to anyone who deals with someone they know is irrational and just needs to treat someone like a pinata because of their own projections and troubles. If you have anything else to say on the subject, please do. Also, it doesn't help that 25% of the time she's genuinely the funniest, most charismatic person in the room. It makes the other shit feel like a betrayal, especially when I was a kid. Every day I'm trying to understand that this isn't personal. It's not about me. How do I learn to be kinder to myself on the daily and not keep internalizing the bullshit? P.S. If you're interested in other home dynamics, she's a Gemini sun. I'm a Capricorn sun with a cancer rising and we both have Pisces moons. My little brother is a cancer son with a Pisces moon, so you know this home is a shit show. My dad is a Libra, who's actually super sweet, peaceful, poor father, bird watching man, but my mother has demonized him my entire life, so sometimes I truly think he's evil. Ha 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 ha. He just takes her bullshit and tells me to take it too. Thank you again for your humor and wisdom. Well, that's quite an interesting way of dealing with that. Your father. That's some Libra shit. Yeah, your father's like, yeah, she's just just how your mom is. That's just how your mom is. Just how your mom is. She's making me evil and she's talking shit to everyone. That's just how your mom is. Um, I would say, I mean, yeah, that's good. You're taking the advice and that's helping you in this situation. Um, This question that you asked about how do you stop internalizing? I mean, I was going to say before you even got there, just how that you're writing this and you're still bringing up this like, but my mom also is great on these days, but then it feels like a betrayal. That's still, you're still hurting from that. Well, you know, you're in it. Just accept that you're always going to internalize things. You're a person that internalizes things. It is what it is. It's getting right through. But once you accept that, you don't fight it. And when you don't fight it, you find different ways of managing it and recognizing like, okay, this really doesn't have anything to do with me mm-hmm. or, and, or you can focus in on what actually is a problem problem solely for yourself. It doesn't have to be, involve anybody else. Why do I feel this way? Well, I feel this way because that's what you need to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Anytime you internalize something before you respond, think to yourself, Why do I feel this way? Well, because this person said this. Well, why did they say that? What did I say? How could that be misinterpreted? 
Mm-hmm. Think about all of those things. Like there's a list of questions that you can ask yourself. I should probably make a list and just tell you guys what it is, what these questions are. But ask yourself why, how, when, where. And when I say where, I'm not talking about location. I'm talking about where you were in your mindset, where you were thinking, where you were in the place of, of, of existence when these conversations took place or take place. Where am I in my life? Why can't I handle hearing this? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? It helps you to respond better instead of reacting all of the time because you're you're going to internalize things. You can't mm-hmm. stop, guys. Please end this this need to stop doing things. You can't stop doing something, right? You just manage it better. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying Especially to. When it's part of your personality. Right. I'm trying to stop stop talking down to myself. That's not going to happen. You can change the way. You're always going to talk to yourself, okay? Yeah. Right now, you're speaking. You're not speaking kind words to yourself, right? So instead of saying, I'm going to stop doing this, just tell yourself, I'm, I'm going to start doing this. So you can start. Always start things. Begin things. Don't ever speak and stop. Because what you're doing is that energy is 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 friction. It's trying to combat the stopping. You can't combat you can't combat what is natural to you. Mm. If you s- internalize things, internalize things, but change the way you internalize them. Mm. Ask yourself more questions. Get really deep in that internal in that, in that internal world. Yeah. Eventually, you won't have to do it anymore. And you'll think, oh, it's ended. I haven't internalized things. No, you still are internalizing You're things. Processing You're it just better. processing it differently. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Um, and that takes time. That takes time. Yeah. Because we want, we want to react to the, to the internal shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We want instant fix. That's not going to happen. It takes, it takes time. It takes years. And, and you do what's best for you and you, and the best way to do is to ask yourself a number of questions and the questions have to come what, from you, because it has to be questions that are going to ignite a response from you. Yeah. Only you know what that is. And the response has to be internal. You have to internalize these things. And w- it, when you get to the end and you realize, wow, this is how I feel then. And only then is that when you express that to that person. Because you have you have been with yourself. You did all the work. And, and I don't think that... I don't think reacting is a bad thing. This is what I'm learning. Reacting isn't a bad thing because we're human beings. But if it's a pattern that you're seeing from yourself, yeah, it's not reacting now, it's projecting. And you don't want to project, even when somebody else is in the wrong. There's no need for that. And the reason why, it's not to correct them. It's to save yourself it's just keep your own peace. Mm-hmm. I don't allow myself to get riled, too riled up all the time by shit that has s- triggered something in me mm-hmm. because then I have to live with that and deal with that and then reset myself. And it's better for me to just manage it better so that when I really do react, yeah. I feel okay in that. I'm just like, you I know struggle what? with that for sure. Yeah. Where it's just like, 
you're so used to reacting and dealing and helping and fixing and doing right. all these things that like if you don't have either have someone telling you hey pay attention to this or you're stepping outside of it you won't even realize what it's doing to you right you just you're just doing things as you've always right done them. right and you can handle it because you've always handled it right but it gets tiring it does and you don't we were talking about this um last night i went into panic mode thought i was having a heart attack or yeah. or i was on the verge of having a heart attack and i had to stop and be like bitch you're not having a heart attack you've just been really stressed out and yeah. stress shows up in anxiety, mm -hmm. depression, panic, and that physically affects your body. Yeah, you're feeling it. You're actually it feels like a heart you're attack. You're in a in a state. I'm trying not to get you any more medical hospital <laughs> bills. So I was here to be like, this like is either like, the longest I'm heart sure attack ever. You're fine. Or you bent over for too goddamn long I'm getting to fix old. this fucking outlet. And you just have to go over where you're at and where you've been mm. before you respond sometimes before you react to something which again because sometimes it's not real not yeah allow for yeah sometimes it's not real it's not really what you're thinking your first thought isn't necessarily your actual thought or the right thought mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you gotta take time right give your little human brain a little time to be right. a human brain right and then we come into our evolved selves and we say hey human brain don't does it this doesn't work for yeah, me sometimes i just say not today this is not happening today do it tomorrow human brain i don't have time for this panic panic attack today all right i got shit to do can we schedule this for next tuesday at 3 p.m right. i have an opening then right and then sometimes you lose sometimes you lose that fight sometimes you you manage it as much as you can manage and then all of a sudden <laughs> panic wins stress wins yeah and you got to sit the fuck down and just let it wash over you just take it and just accept that this is for your greatest good. Well, you were talking yesterday about anxiety and depression hmm. and how now I'm high. But you were saying that like it just people don't talk about you're talking about the Golden Girls. Right. And how the the characters will come on and say, I'm depressed. I'm today. so depressed today. And I'm like, that's not how that works. Yeah. And you were just talking about how. We it's, don't we don't really talk about what it looks like and how it feels and how it manifests. Right. Because itself. people feel they it's like they think they can feel depressed. Yeah. Depressed isn't a feeling because you can be happy and be depressed. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can feel all t types of emotions and still be depressed. Mm -hmm. And people misinterpret depression as sadness. And it's it's not it's not it is much more than that. Yeah, it is. It is a state of being. It's a state of being. And so if you're not depressed actually in 2019, then what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Look around. So many. Do things. you not feel this deep, useless sadness? You know, I, I and I told you, I, I I had a conversation with my parents recently and I was just going through one of my episodes and I, I said, I find myself really upset with you guys for bringing me into a world so that I could suffer. Why did you bring me here? Do you know what I mean? It's so selfish of you to bring me here because I'm suffering. Just imagining as a parent <laughs> being on a phone call, being on a, on a but that voice was my, call. That was my truth, you yeah, know? And, and I love my parents. I mean, they, yeah. they did everything. But when you bring a kid into this world, I think there are a lot of things to think about. And you have to prepare for the, the fact that they might grow up one day and really hate that you brought them into a world right. that's not ready for them. Right. Or, or not prepared 
to assist them in living a healthy mm. existence. You know, yeah. this world where we have to, we don't have health care and we can't get jobs and we, it's all these things yeah. and it's stressful. It's not fun. No. But this is why I've come to the understanding is like, do what makes you feel good every day. Just do whatever that looks like. Things that make you feel good, that bring you light and harmony and whatever peace you can get out of this world. And you'll be fine. You'll survive. The world has been in, in, in worse ruins than this. Do you know what I'm saying? And we overcame. We're all going to die anyway. And I keep saying that you're going to die. Guess what, guys? Everybody's listening. You're going to (laughs) die. Prepare. You're going to die. So a lot of the things that you want to complain about, you want to hold on to, it doesn't even matter. Because you could die tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. And did you do something today that you actually were happy about? Go get. Just do that. Go get your happiness. Go be in your happiness. Whatever that looks like that day for that moment. You want to sit down and you want to binge watch TV show and it makes you happy. Do that. Sure do. Stay in what makes you happy. Anything else, you're just going to have to learn how to manage Mm -hmm. within your happiness. Don't avoid it. You can't avoid people. You can't avoid situations. You can't avoid things. It's going to happen. You just have to understand that sometimes you're going to react and sometimes you're going to respond. Either way, you still deserve to be here. So the best, your best bet is to focus on yourself. And when you focus on yourself, it's just so much less stress. Yeah. Cause you're not trying to change anybody. You're just like, I see what's going on here and I see who I have to be. And I don't know if I can be that person. So I might have to remove myself. Listen, do what you got to do for yourself. I love it. So simple. Life is so short. <clears throat> Scarily short. And also too long, all at the same time. All at the um, same time. Okay, this email is titled Release. Mm-hmm. Hi, Megan and Michelle. I'm struggling with releasing my love for people whose relationships with me have been toxic. I've released the friendships. They no longer serve either party involved, but I'm having a hard time releasing my love for them that I had when we were good. Each time, these people were extremely close to me, and each friendship breakup was extremely painful. I've learned from my patterns and patterns of others to keep from allowing these relationships to come back in other forms. They were emotionally abusive, but once I love someone, I love them fiercely, completely, and loyally. How do I release my love for these people? Should I even be releasing the love I have for them? I only want the best for them moving forward. I'm a Leo with a Libra moon and a Libra rising. Mm-mm, that, your mindset is fucking your shit up that I, I don't have a relation i don't let, allow relationship you have a relationship with them you're still thinking about them well, all the time well not only that this idea that you have to release love i've never heard of that where did no. you hear that you love who you love even when they've hurt you even when you don't talk to them anymore there are people that i don't talk to anymore because they're they their toxic behavior was encroaching on my life i still mm-hmm. love them Mm-hmm. I still care for them. I still wish them well. Why are you trying to release the love? You can love somebody and not and not. And I don't think they've ever they've other, either either not experienced that or done that in the in the correct way. They've probably always well, had it's because the door they, they got all that fucking Libra, yeah. and Leo in them. See all the sides. It's of it. either or. The, yeah, the 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 door is shut 
on on both of these things my love for them and my access to them yeah but that's not how life works Mm -mm. you can love people and be done with them Mm -hmm. you can hate people and be around them (laughs) can i just say also too the the reason why you're done with them is because you love them you 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 move on because you're like i got too much love to see you doing stuff like that so i gotta i gotta walk away and i love myself and And, right i don't deserve this uh i i i I wouldn't, I, I'm, I still love the people that I don't speak to. And I've said this before. I have family members that I love, but I do not like, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't talk to them. Yeah. But if they die tomorrow, I'd be sad because they're a human being. They're a person that I had memories with, mm-hmm. whether it was toxic or not. I have, I've, I've, I had some sort of connection with them Yeah. and it's going to hurt. So sorry, you don't. You, there's no releasing love. I never Doesn't heard of that. Once you love life, somebody, yeah. you love somebody. You can fall out of love with someone, mm-hmm. but when you love someone, based on humanity, you just love. You can't release that. Yeah, not uh, like a little fish. Right. It's not either or. It's not. I don't like you, so I don't love you. It's done now. <laughs> I have another email for you. The title is sneaky masturbating over sex dear michelle and megan i'm a 23 year old female sagittarius with a moon in virgo i'm currently in a poly relationship living with my primary partner we've been together for two years now we have our ups and downs as far as a healthy sex life goes we are very heavily influenced by the kink community so influenced so influenced that's actually how we first met in our two years of being together we've had several encounters with other people male and female alike. What I mean is that we're fairly open about our sexual nature with each other. Lately, he has been under a ton of stress while life just continues to shit on him. Don't worry, he's actively working on it. So I have, so of course, I'm not worried. worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not stressed at all. Why did she say that? Don't worry, he's working actively on it. I know why she said that. (laughs) Because she's trying to convince herself of something and convince us of the same thing. It's not because of that. Don't look here. Don't worry. I'm not with in a so- different direction. I'm, don't worry. I'm not with somebody who's not focused on things. Yeah. I'm not with someone that's blaming. You can't play us. Okay. So, of course, the stress affects his sex drive. He tells me he is too tired or not in the mood quite often, which is fine. I understand. But I've caught him masturbating countless times. And every time he hides it like it's a dirty secret. I'm not sure if I need advice, but more like too sensible and possibly high strong women to explain this phenomenon of phenomenon of to this or that for sex but still jerking it and hiding it thanks for being too bad ass bitches always he needs to relieve himself and he doesn't want to do it with you yeah so I, this is the thing about masturbation I don't understand why people feel like it's like it's mastur- not a fucking betrayal it's not i must uh, you masturbate when you're out of relationship and you should be able to masturbate when you're in Sometimes a relationship i don't want to be connected with someone just to feel a pleasurable feeling he is trying he is connecting with himself making himself feel good mm-hmm. for himself and you don't like that and you don't like that that's you and he's hiding it like a dirty secret because the feedback loop for that is that he's treated like he's doing something wrong and so well of course why wouldn't you hide it Ooh, we got chocolate over here i don't understand y'all's obsession masturbation is for self it's ownership that's right masturbation is masturbation is for self and i'm still with self even when i'm in a relationship 
Mm-hmm. And I can masturbate if I want. I'm gonna touch myself. I'm gonna stop sex in the middle of it just to touch myself for fun. If I if I walk in a room and I catch my my partner, if I ever walked in a room and caught any of my partners masturbating, I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. This yeah. is not my place for it. You doing something for yourself? Yeah. Don't mind me. I'm so sorry. I walked you want in me on to that. join. I got a mouth. I can help. I got a few hands. <laughs> Do you need what? any help? Let me help you. You know where I am. You have my number or I live with you. Yeah. If you wanted to have sex, then you'll have sex. What's because somebody's masturbation isn't sex. No, it's masturbation. Maybe they don't want to have sex. Maybe they're not in a place right now where they want want to feel. First of all, they don't want to be connected. They're stressed. If this is this a. This is a Sagittarius. Is, is this person woman? It's a woman. And eh. this is, I don't know uh, the guy that they're with, but I don't know his sign. But Okay. So it's, but it is a man. Yeah, they're with a guy. Okay. And they're apparently open in all these other ways because of kink community and how they're, uh, they met. Right. And so you're relationships. So I don't understand the pressure on masturbation. You're misinterpreting what's happening because you're not involved mm-hmm. so you think that there's something there could be possibly yeah. something wrong. why am i too much am i not enough or i'm too much or what is it? it's not about you let your partner go through the y'all stop trying to hold down people down like that mm. in relationships that's if we're why not I'm, fucking four times a week it's because he doesn't want me and he's touching himself people need their own time and space i you know sometimes my partner and I, we don't live together. And we text at least once a day. We'll just at least say, hey, how are you? Or hope your day went well or whatever. I don't see him every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been times where we haven't spoken to each other for like three days. He's living his life. He's. I'm here <coughs> to walk alongside him. He's here to walk alongside me. That's what first this episode of this podcast. You talked about the little boats, right? Little boats that are going alongside right. each other. Oh, you can come on my boat. I'll go on your boat. But we have our own boats. Yeah, we have our own boats. And then there's a big boat, and the big boat is the relationship, and it's safe. You can come in and come out as you please. My boat can disembark at any goddamn point, though. If right. I need to. And so, and that's not open relationship coming and coming. This is for every relationship. Yes. When I say come in, come out as you please, meaning utilize me when you need to when you when you need to utilize me. Otherwise, I think that you should do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Do as much as you can for yourself to heal yourself, to aid yourself, to protect yourself, to love yourself because I'm going to I'm going to be doing that for myself and I don't need to be pressured mm-hmm. into why I'm not there for you all the time. I need to be there for me. And right you now. You need to be there for you. Right. If, you're, if your partner is masturbating, that means they need alone time. That, mm. And that can still mean that they don't want to have sex. And you're taking it as a rejection, but you're acknowledging that they're stressed and that that is the main issue. I would think out of that, maybe my partner isn't wanting to have sex as much because they're not the only person in the room in that scenario. They have to ple- they're looking to please me. And if they're not in a place where they can even feel pleasure themselves, and let me tell you something: no man, empty. no man wants to hear where they're going wrong in the bedroom. Mm. And if he can't please you in the way that he normally would, or 
he doesn't want to hear if he's stressed out definitely doesn't want to hear he's gonna be extra sensitive hey and you open. know you're not doing this the same way i listen this is these are things that i've learned being in long-term relationships with men and stuff like that is that you gotta let people move the way that they move mm -hmm. and if you feel a pullback don't automatically think it's because of you. they don't want to be with you or they're cheating. Yeah. They're allowed to have human experiences and feel a kind of way about what's going on in their life that they're not able to perform yeah. the same they ways all the time. They can't all the way, be all the, the same thing all the time. And it might feel different to you, but that is a reflection of how you internalize that and how you feel about yourself. So, and this is, this is, these are lessons that I've had to learn from myself is like, didn't have a podcast to hand it down <laughs> is that when someone is not sexually responding to you the way that they normally would, it, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with you, but if they're still there, this is why communication is, is key. Yeah. Communication is key. And I would hope that my any of my partners if they actually were feeling a kind of way about me and they didn't want to coexist with me in that way that they would tell me yeah. otherwise i'm walking free thinking we're okay yeah and you do whatever you need to do and i'm You're I, not trying to exist in relationships where there's paranoia and fear i'm and planning a trip where i probably won't come back for the rest of the year and yeah. and my partner's like well have fun i i like that because that means i i don't have to yeah. You know what I, I mean? I gotta make all these concessions so that I can have space for myself and go above and beyond. I just I just need to be with myself. And, and, your partner and, trusts that you know yourself best. Right. You do what's best for you. I'm, I'm still here. So, mm -hmm. you know, and that that builds even more of a closeness because th then, especially for men, it makes them feel safe. It makes them feel... That's how you make men feel safe in that situation without mothering them as a woman because we have tend to want to nurture mm -hmm. there's a way to nurture without disregarding ourselves and mothering mm. let them be who they are just let them do what they and if it's if it's not working for you then it's you and you should probably walk away yeah. but don't turn it into well you're not doing this anymore. That's too much pressure to put on someone. Yeah. Like, you're creating a situation based on something that could be a conversation and you getting closer. Mm -hmm. You're turning it into a situation that's going to end this entire thing. Mm -hmm. And then you're never going to understand why it ended. I always tell my partner, I just want you to be happy. I want you to be happy. Mm. Even, even. You my, should go tell your partner that. My ex-husband, right I, uh, even when we decided to separate, I still, I mean, he was here for two nights. He stayed over. Um, cause he was visiting and, uh, I was so, it was so great to have him here and we had a really good conversation and just like watched movies and stuff. And I, I, I love him. I just want him to be happy. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why our relationship has been able to like continue, continue the way that it has because my partner and my ex, my ex-husband, we're all friends. It's a family unit. I love it. And it feels so great because we're adults. We're just having conversation about yeah. life and what we need in life and, and who, who provides what and how it makes us feel. And if you're, if this person is, they're in a, uh, this is their primary partner. This is their primary partner. Right. You're, 
but they're in a poly yeah a polyamorous they're in a polyamorous mm-hmm. relationship with another person you're doing the very thing that a polyamorous relationship should help you avoid oh, exactly because you don't the whole point of polyamory is that not one person can be every single thing that i need all of the time exactly let me distribute that across the board so there's no pressure on anyone to fulfill me and mm-hmm. make sure that i'm exactly whatever i think i should be exactly and you're reverting right back almost to like a monogamy kind of one person one way mm-hmm. you're everything all the time mm-hmm. mindset and that might be something that you have to start breaking down because you're gonna you're gonna burn this thing out you should really i feel like dr Laura right now where she's like you should go kiss your husband and mm-hmm. just tell him he's a big strong but you should go tell your partner, I just want you to be happy mm-hmm. and like mean it. Mm-hmm. Just kiss him. Just like, say, just say, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. And I'm and I'm in full support of th- this journey. And I just I really j- just want your happiness. Yeah. And I just wanted you to know that. And be genuine. And don't be use really it genuine like about it. Don't shame him for don't even bring don't bring up masturbate. Don't bring up anything that's going to make it. You d- <sighs> You're just creating don't do the, it. You're creating the scenario that you're commenting on. Just don't do it. I yeah. mean, I, and I'm speaking from experience. Just don't do it. It doesn't. It doesn't make people feel good when they're we're supposed to feel safe. Yeah, I agree. That's the end of this episode. Uh, you can email us it. at nolidesdetected at gmail.com if you need advice. Reminder that we are not a crisis text hotline, so call 911 if you need help and uh, enjoy the advice that you get. Mm-hmm. I'm Megan Tonjes. You can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. I'm Michelle Moore all over the place. And you're here. You're better. You're welcome. You're welcome. Have fun, bitch.